Blog Talk Radio. Listeners, welcome to another broadcast of The Unexplained World with your host, Edward Shanahan, a paranormal, spiritual observer, and psychic reader, along with Annette, a high priestess and psychic reader. The Unexplained World is a broadcast where the border between the natural and supernatural may become nothing more than fuzzy, so enjoy. Listeners, welcome to the June 29th broadcast of the Unexplained World with your host, Annette, who is a high priestess and psychic reader. Also, Mercedes, who is an accomplished paranormal investigator and spirit sensitive. Along with Ed Shanahan, that's me, a psychic reader and spiritual observer. Hello, ladies. Hello, Ed. How you all doing? Good, good. A little tired. Yeah, for the listeners, uh, it's been a, uh, what was it, last night, we went out to a sacred area with David Kump to do the experiment we talked about in the past, and uh, so it was kind of a long night, about 12-ish, and um, I think I got home about one or so, and yeah, so... And you had to be up that, early too, didn't you? <laughs> uh, more or less, you know, I had to run in my mother's and all that. But you two ladies have kids, and that's like uh, <laughs> mine went off at five thirty. <laughs> ouch! Mercedes, yeah. what time did you get up? Um, I got to sleep in today. My husband let me sleep in, so I got oh, up sweet. about nine nine o'clock. Sweet. Oh. Wow. I don't want to wow. hear it. <laughs> but then we spent the whole day out running around with the kids. We went to the train museum and stuff. So. Oh, it has been? Yeah. Oh, that's a cool place. Um, when it's not the we always go in October when it's the ghost train ride. Yeah. What's the train just, ride right now? Um, I think for the Fourth of July they're going to have something going on, but right now it's oh. just just a regular train ride. The they got model train layouts and all that stuff too, or what? No, oh, actual no. steam trains, full size. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Can you guys take me someday? <laughs> sure. Okay. Sure, if you want to. <laughs> yeah, I like trains. You know, I used to jump on them and off of them for a while, and that's so. Uh, like... <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, for those wondering, I was not a hobo; I was a conductor. So. Uh... <laughs> I can just see with your stick and a bandana tied with a stack of beans. <laughs> hey, there's been many a times I've told Cassie the carnival's in town. Um, I'm thinking of joining, you know. So, but we've uh, we've had kind of a last couple of weeks. I guess you could say they've been kind of uh, it's been kind of full. Ashmore uh, yeah. State Saturday. Uh, Annette Mercedes, you know, they basically, we did the show from there for a half hour. And uh, um, Mercedes, how did it look hitting our chat board and seeing our picture up there? <laughs> oh, that was so exciting. I was like, look at me. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking and I'm going, oh, yeah, look at me. Uh, we got, you know, I got to get a photographer for the three of us. And me direct how I want the picture to look. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe not after the rain either. Maybe not right after the rainstorm. Yeah. Because you and Annette look great. Me, eh. Uh, <laughs> you know. But um, tonight the show is about magic, potions, and spells. Annette is a high priestess. 
um, Mercedes is uh, what I has confirmed with me last night, just listening in on her conversation with Annette. Um, she does have some spiritual abilities, I guess one would say. And there's Annette. I want to throw out a, a term that a Native American told, you know, mentioned to me, and maybe both of you, lady, both of you, both of us can, you know. Tell me what you feel about it. Uh, listeners, if you want to call the number 646-915-9653, and we have the chat board if you want to ask any questions. But the term I want to throw out is natural witch, Annette. Okay. Um, I believe there's such a thing. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. And, and I, 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 I classify it as internal knowledge. Um mm-hmm. Internal knowledge that basically may come from being an old soul, um, knowledge that you pick up by the, uh, what would you say, the returning to the spiritual side? Sure, like a reincarnation, uh, many lives, mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. and, you know, the older the soul, you know, what do you ladies feel about that? Well, I think um, old soul doesn't necessarily have to be a part of a natural witch. I think, you know, what you might, because a young soul could equally have the same feeling and vibration, you know. People just are naturally, some can be naturally drawn to the craft. Um, They may never even call themselves a witch or see themselves as pagan anything. They Mm -hmm. might just have an affinity with, you know, the spiritual side of the earth and can manipulate it by their will, maybe without ever even knowing it. But what do you think, Mercedes? Um, I think maybe um, that would all be true, but I also think that maybe it um, might be hereditary, that it might be passed down from, you know, generation to generation, and um, that maybe, you know, then it could be stronger with one person and, you know, maybe not so strong with another, but I think it it's also passed down through the family and and all that. I think too that in families, the more tolerated it is, the more you can start developing your skills at a young age. Okay. So you really get a way better chance than being raised with someone who says, "Oh no, no, that's no such thing." You know, stop. You know, deny those thoughts. And that kind of deal. Because, you know, a lot of times if you grow up in a religion that's not alternative you know, and you have those kind of natural witch abilities that we're talking about, you can be told you know, that will frighten people. And you can be told, don't do that anymore. You know, okay. stop talking to those things in your head or whatever whatever abilities you have. You know, no, you don't see fairies. No, you can't control the rain. Whatever it is. So... I think that you get a hereditary witch even gets a way better chance at it every generation just because they're allowed. Mm-hmm. There, um, where do I want to go with this? There's more of, I guess you could say, the, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, the basic or the, um, the basic religions, let's say that, okay? Christian. Um, the popular ones, how about that? Yeah, okay, the popular. Mainstream, how's that? There we go. That's a good uh, word. <laughs> yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Okay. Okay, the mainstream religions, they, um, there's some that are opening up to the concept of having abilities in that. There's a book out, matter of fact, I picked up. It's by evangelist, a teacher called the promised power and this guy spells it out you know yes it's an evangelist yes they're a little bit i guess you could say out of the box but um they're saying people do have the abilities the powers and they're trying to maybe it's the church's way of opening up to more i don't know more uh beliefs more I think that mainstream religions always knew that such things existed and mm-hmm. only to keep control of and have power over the people. They told them, don't you dare meddle with those powers. Yeah. You leave that alone. Don't be a witch. It's the devil's work, blah, blah, blah. 
That was just yeah. a way to control people. And I think now that they're seeing that so many people want to consider or even entertain the thought that these types of elementals and, you know, spirit type stuff is out there, that, you know, the majority of the public would at least consider that those things are real, thus pulling away from a hand that slaps you, no, don't do it. We don't want to be told, no, don't do it anymore. So I think that mainstream religions almost have to come forward a little bit and say, oh, maybe it's such a thing, when they've known it's been there all along. You know? Yeah. There's even a group. people even the religion and not coming to church and bringing the money. <laughs> there's there's even... <laughs> You're bad. There's a, I'm sorry, but I mean, you know, callers call in. Tell me I'm wrong. There's a, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. Every, every there, respect for faith. Any faith you are, if I have every respect for that. And yeah. I think charity is a fabulous thing. I work my buns off every day to fundraise and do charity for the, for the reasons I believe in. But, you know, I think that there's weakness and, you know, the fact that many mainstream religions try to just keep power over the people that makes it negative in my eyes. So Well there's ahead, there's there's now there's even a Yahoo group out there called Christian Craft and it's very, very um what can I say, mind opening? And uh Good. Marie Laveau yeah. was on the uh the founding edges of that type of religious crossover. You know, she was into voodoo her mother voodoo and her father Christianity, so she always had to play both sides of it, and mm-hmm. it worked out real great for her. And it, you know, many of the slaves had to turn that way; they had to look like Christianity just to keep from being beaten, and but still practice their voodoo, what they wanted to carry on, you know, what their tribes had taught them, and so forth. So she was one that got everybody to say in New Orleans back in the 1700s, "Oh, you know, Marie's doing it." <laughs> They're following her, and then it just became more acceptable. And by that time, the two religions had come together as one. And the saints were the Vudan, the were the Loai, the and it merged perfectly. It makes a lot yeah. of sense to me. That's how I first came into witchcraft was because of voodoo. So, okay, uh, Mercedes made a statement last night um, that she's into. Interested in witchcraft, Mercedes? Do you actually practice it? Uh yes. Oh, okay. See, I, I, I knew it. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I'm not like I. I try to do. Um, you know. Um, I, I I don't know how, what you would say. I try to do the hol- you know like the holidays and things like that, and um, thank the goddess for things and that she gives me and. Things like that, but I, it's, I just do it by myself. So, I'm still kind of new to it. I mean, I've been studying it for you know a couple years, like reading all the books I can and you know talking to people and stuff. But I just do it by myself, so it's I'm still new to actually practicing. Yeah, yeah. So you're solid. If you give her a time, Mercedes would be a solitary practitioner. That means one who works alone. Right. Yeah. That's it. But I'm sure she loves to get, you know, in the room with the candles and the spells and the herbs. That's isn't it, that's like the real fun, hands-on witchcraft, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that's when I feel the most witchy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, as, you know, many listeners may know or, you know, I've stated it many a times that Annette, is one of the people that opened me up. Uh, I even took a, what was it, Annette, a test of the different religions and knowledge and all that. And, oh, uh, cool. yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I came up as what, number one, being neo-pagan or something like that? Okay. And, uh, oh, neo-pagan, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Christian or Catholic was number four on the list. So um, I think, you could say I'm very open to it all. And um, when it comes, well, that's one who also, I guess you could say, and both of you can, can probably agree with this, that you do have the ability 
to ability to um, mask or create or have things happen. And Annette's one who taught me to basically leave karma handle situations. Let the universe take care of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes it feels like the more you... Well, especially when there's a negative situation. Mm -hmm. In other words, Mm -hmm. don't go practicing some black magic to get vengeance on an event or a situation. But I, I think, though, that practicing magic for positive outcomes is totally right on because you want to affect positive things in your life, of course. You want to bring about change for the good. But when it comes to taking care of the bad or being judgmental or acting too quickly, sit back and let the universe sort it out. Yeah, and it's pretty much, I almost believe the universe, once you do give it up and show you're sincere in doing so, it will sometimes protect you. It will take it upon itself to uh, kind of do the, deeds that need to be done, if any, you know, uh, stuff like that. Absolutely. And the goddess is a much better judge than any one of us simple human beings by ourselves, so. Yeah, yeah. In my opinion. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. And um, so it was was an eye-opener. I still got the, I think, I still got the bad habits once in a while and desire to go there, but then. But you're a human, you know, and that's okay. Yeah, well, basically, you know, between white and black is a very thin line. It's all, wouldn't you say it's all the attention of the person? The intention. Oh, is key, yeah. is everything. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You know, if you're going to pretend like, oh, I'm doing a good spell for that person so they can understand their wrongs, that's really, actually, that's really negative. Because it's not yeah. really up to you to make them see their wrongs, even if they're doing wrong to you. That's not mm-hmm. really up to you, you know. And and you're right. There is no white and there is no black, essentially. A lot of people say, oh, it's all gray. Because you know, without without good, there, or without bad, there is no good, and vice versa. Right. You know, right. if we all lived in all positive, happy little sugar-coated world, we would never know negativity. It would be a pretty boring place. We wouldn't ever learn our lessons that we have to learn to evolve our souls. So some evils are necessary. You know, some people will... No, 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 no. <laughs> but <laughs> that's my opinion. Well, I mean, what I was trying to get at, I could, you know, you and I could set out all the same tools, okay? Want to use yeah. that tools, okay? Yeah, yeah. You'll be sure. on one end of the room, me be on the other end of the room. The exact same tools. Yep. But you could wish, does a few different choice of words can wish, you could wish good, and with me choosing a few different words, I could wish bad or dark. So, but that's what I was getting at. There was a very the, thin oh. line. There you was a are very right. Thin, yeah, there was a very thin line between the two. And uh, and if your intent is strong enough, and when a witch is at their peak abilities, mm-hmm. the tools mean nothing. It doesn't really mean nothing. Right. You right. know, they're just yeah. When you you know when. I shouldn't say they mean nothing because, of course, everything has its correspondence, symbology, and so forth. But tools and herbs and so forth help us, are, you know, signposts that help us guide us where we need to go on our path. And that helps remind us our, our, what our intention is supposed to be and, you know, keeping our visualizations alive as time goes by and so forth, you know, visual reminders, um, olfactory stimulus, you know, incense and so forth like that. So... Uh, those kinds of things, really, when when you get at your top ability, you can just think about whatever it is and have it be done. You can manage energy just by your thought. It kind of adds a comfort zone, basically, having the tools, I would think. Uh, oh, of course. And, you know, and they're yeah. they're really awesome. It's, it's, you know, it makes it so much more believable to a person who's practicing. Oh, of course. It's like I said, I never feel so witchy as well. I have my, you know, my athene and my chalice and the candles and the incense and the earth, the roots and all the things going on, you know. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> I got to say, I've been to one or two of your uh, ceremonies when you held them, or rituals, if you want to call it that, and uh, yeah. I, very comfortable, very, very uh, nice experience. 
and the setting and the tools add to it. Definitely, definitely. definitely. Oh sure, oh sure. Yeah. Got a question for you. Just a thought that popped in my head. Um, we talked about this many times. You sitting down with me with the black mirror. Okay. Is is that magic? Would that would you consider that magic? Hmm. I really don't think that's magic per se, because of the mm. fact that you're using that as a tool of communication. Just okay. like I don't think there's anything necessarily magical about a Ouija board, let's say, but yeah. people use it as a tool of communication with the spirit realm. Okay. Does so, that make so, sense? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's. I mean, you find. So it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a tool for creating magic then. Not the way I look at using it. Okay, okay. I'm just throwing it out there. Now, I, I, I suppose if you use it as a tool for, I guess you could use it as a tool for creating magic if you use it with that intent. You know, but basically some, it's a tool to... Some, a basically tool it's a, that's how I see it. A tool to inform, basically, I guess. Right, a tool of communication. At least the way I'm able looking. to see the other side. Yeah, what I want to use it for basically, um, is for information and to inform. So that would be interesting. We uh, we posted that you were going to give a uh, spell about uh, financial. Uh, sure, some pro- a prosperity yeah. spell that you can sure. What would you recommend? Um, well, there's a few things here. And... Um, I was looking up some correspondences of the moon and some th- some different things. And if we start this spell, you probably want to get your pens and pencils, people. If we start this spell tomorrow, by 4th of July, you're going to see affected change in prosperity. So here's what you want to do. First of all, you're going to want to create a money-drawing powder. And I put one together here that you should have in the spice cabinet. You know, for those of us who want which is with, you know, a bazillion <laughs> bottles on the shelf, um, you can use parsley, dill, and sweet basil. And what you want to do is you want to grind those together into a powder. Okay? So that's one of the components that you're going to use for this prosperity spell. Now, you're going to want to um, get out your tarot deck and pull out the three of wands. That's going to be one of the components for your spell also. If you don't have a tarot deck, fear not. What you want to do is draw a picture of a ship. Some kind of a, oh, it could look like, um, I forget what you, uh, what do you call that? Uh, like it looks like a pirate ship with wind and sails. and oh, What's uh, the name for that? A, a clipper ship. Is that what I want to say? We'll go with Think that. of an old-time yeah. ship with big billowy sails, you know, and have it, when you draw the picture, have it be coming towards you in the picture, okay? Just okay. a little card, or like the size of a business card or something, or a playing card. That's about the big, as big as your picture. Now, this is something you don't have to have to make this work, but since it's summertime and I can tell you how to get it, it'll make it awesome and cool. <laughs> a sassafras root. Now, this is easy to get. You want to just go out to um, your local wood. You know, don't tell the ranger I told you to go and dig this root. But a sassafras tree is easy to identify. Some of them are only about knee-high at this time of the year. They're just young little saplings. And there's three different kind of leaves on it. They're, uh, one is going to look like just a green uh, oval-shaped tapered leaf. The other leaf is going to look like a mitten. It's going to have like three prongs to the leaf. I'm sorry, like a glove, three prongs. And then the third leaf is shaped like a mitten. So it's got a big spot with like a thumb, a big leaf with a thumb. That's what you're going to look for. And just pull that plant up, and that root, you're going to know you got the right thing. It's going to smell like root beer. That's sassafras. Now, when you take a plant like that from, from, the, from the Mother Earth, from the goddess, from Gaia, you want to leave something in return. So if you want to put in some eggshells, some crumbled up eggshells that like naturally fertilizes for the next young sapling that would grow there. If you want to give something like a coin or a token, 
um, something that has value that doesn't harm the earth. Okay? So you bring home your sassafras root. You can cut off the green. And you also now we're going to need a green candle and a piece of green ribbon or a green string or a thread. Green is the thing here. Green is the color, of course, that stands for prosperity, growth, okay, fertility. Um, now what we're going to do is we're going to notch the green candle. We're going to notch it twice so it has three equal parts. Okay, we're going to burn this candle for three days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Okay, Wednesday is a new moon. That means when it's completely dark, it's being covered by the Earth's shadow. That's on July the 2nd. That'll be the day that we end the spell, be the last day of the spell. So what we're going to do, we're going to get ourselves um, in a nice, quiet room, we're going to make sure it's got no TV on, no anybody coming in or out, no doorbell, turn off the cell phone, quiet and silence. You're going to need, oh, about a half an hour. What you're going to want to do is you're going to set up a little, you know, altar type situation, kind of a, a table, small tabletop or something where these things can be laid out. They won't be disturbed for three days or longer, depending on how long you want to continue to have them out there. Okay. A little coffee table. If it's some, if, it, if you're a person who doesn't want this out in the middle of the house and you just want to slide it under the bed, do it on a cutting board and slide it under the bed just out of the way. Um, but have it so it can be, you know, pulled in and out and not disturbed for the three days. And what you're going to do is you're going to call yourself. You're just going to sit in front of the, um, these objects on your table, your tarot card, your root, your green candle, the ribbon, and this drawing powder. And you're going to just relax and deep, breathe deeply. Try to center yourself as much as possible with no distraction. Now, one of the biggest keys to magic is visualization. So you're going to imagine in your mind that uh, money is coming to you. Whatever you think of as your prosperity, uh, that new job, you need that car, you need the gas money, you need, whatever it is that you need that you consider your prosperity, I want you to think about doing it or having already done it. So, for example, I want to, I need to get my hands on about $5,000 just to make ends meet to get me through the summer, let's just say. And that $5,000 um, is in my hand. I, I can see in my mind that I open my wallet and it's the cash. I, I slowly count it in my mind. I count the cash in my mind. If it's not going to come to me in cash, you know it's going to come by the bank loan. Somebody's going to say yes to a bank loan. I want you to be visualizing, shaking hands with the branch manager. Thank you so much. This is really doing me right. Seeing the piece of paper that I sign, having already been signed, I'm holding it in my hand. It's in my pocket. These kinds of things you want to visualize. Now you set off to do your magic. So what you're going to do is you're going to place your root Get a good whiff of that root, too. That sassafras root smells awesome, and you get a good deep breath of it. It smells like the earth. You don't need to wash off the dirt. <laughs> it's, it's always good to have some extra dirt on there. Set it on top of your three of wands, the tarot card, or your picture of your ship coming towards you, and you're going to wrap the green ribbon around and around and around. It doesn't have to be down there super tight, just enough to hold it on. You're going to feel that while you're wrapping it, wrapping it, wrapping it, you're binding your intention of this money coming to you or this prosperity happening in your life. So you're binding the root. To, so this is almost like the ship of your ship's coming in, okay? The treasure is being brought towards you from across the water, okay? Now, we're going to... Light the green candle. Once this is all tied up, we're going to light that green candle. And we're going to, again, keep visualizing over and over. We're going to meditate. And we're going to take some of this drawing powder, and we're going to sprinkle it on top of the root that's tied with the ribbon onto the card. We're also going to take some of that drawing powder, and we're going to put it in our pocket. Put some in our wallet. We're going to put some, dust it on your hands. Put it in your shoes. Because where you walk, prosperity will come with you. 
You're drawing it towards yourself. Every night, you want to go through... Now, the card is going to stay tied to the sassafras root the entire time. But you are going to come back to this place each of the three nights and sit while your candle burns down. Now, I realize that you probably, if you start out with a 15-hour candle, <laughs> you're going to have to be there for five hours at a time. So yeah. think of that ahead of time. You want a smaller size candle so you can actually get this done. You can even cut the candle, couldn't you, to make it you smaller? Can, sure, you can, sure yeah. you can cut the candle yeah. down before you start. Of yeah, because of course. you don't want to be notching your candle and then cheating going, well, I'll just snip mm-hmm. it off here. I don't feel like sitting here and watching it burn. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. That's going to diffuse what, what you've set out to do. So you're going to notch that candle and let it burn to the first notch that first night. Now, by the thir- now continue this drawing powder in your everyday life. Sprinkle it on your checkbook. Have it with you. Dust it on your hands when you go to the branch manager. Uh, sprinkle some in your purse. Uh, it smells nice. It doesn't hurt anything. It won't set off a drug dog. You don't have to worry. Mm-hmm. Um, what you're going to want to do then on the third day, that's going to be the new moon, after you've gone through your little ritual, you're going to go out and you're going to stand under the sky and when you can find the moon, you're going to have some coins in your pocket that are already dusted. You're going to jingle those coins. Okay? And then as you're looking at the moon, this is on Wednesday night, take those coins and lay them on your doorstep. That's the final act to complete the spell. Again, that's just you're drawing, drawing, drawing. The money is going to come to your door. Okay. Okay. If you don't see the moon, don't panic. You are seeing it. It's in the sky <laughs> somewhere. If it's too cloudy, it's okay. It's up there. But go out and stand in the sky, jingle those coins in your pocket, and lay them out on the doorstep. Okay. And by Fourth of July, prosperity is yours. Skyrockets in flight. Cool. Mercedes, you taking notes? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget, people, you can always go back and listen to the archive. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, you can. If you didn't catch it, you could listen to it again. Um, potions. You hear the words, the names. Is it is uh, just for the general public? And I'll throw it out to both of you. Feel free to jump in. Is is that something you would drink, or is it this? Uh, explain what how potions would work. Mercedes, want to tell us about potions? Um, no, you go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I would love to. I would love to hear your potions that you made. <laughs> um, okay. Um, I think potions, yes, can be. You can take them internally, depending upon what they are, of course. Mm-hmm. Potions, potions can be rubbed on the skin. Uh, potions can be dribbled on, you know, sprinkled in a room onto a spell. Um, people think of potions, you know, as liquid, you know, yeah. so that's what there are infusions, there are deductions. I mean, there's all kinds of ways to come up with a potion, whether it's by heat, um, putting something in with precious stones and leaving them in moonlight um, or sunlight. Um, now uh, there's so many oils can be potions. Now is there is there would you where do I go with this? Would you say that there's a document like book that you can a person well I hate to say a person oh, sure. because we only so if, if if somebody wanted to learn how to make potions or get started yeah. oh there's some great books. I'm standing in the library as we speak. Okay. okay. <laughs> There's one called, and I'm not seeing it right at the bat, but it's uh, called um, Potions, Incense, Oils, and Brews. Oh, Scott Cunningham. Okay. Um, I think that, um, oh, let's see, that's a good one. Anything with Scott Cunningham, you can totally Mm -hmm. count on. He knows his herbals, and he is right on the money. Um, Now, are those hard things to find, or not the stuff you need? These books? Oh. No, not the books, the ingredients. Let's put it that way. Okay. Um, sometimes, yes. Um, most of the books that you'll find that are good um, yeah. are like good teachers, you know, they're yeah. good books that can help you learn. 
um, they're going to tell you what you need for it. So if they ask you for a, oh, Lucky Oil or something like that, you see these kind of crazy names all over the place, um, they're going to tell you at some point how to make Lucky Oil. Okay. You know, or right. Come Lover, you know, Water or whatever it is. Is there, a healing, is there healing potions? Oh, sure. Herbal medicines. Absolutely. Or potions just to heal out of symbology. Yeah, absolutely. You know where I'm coming um, from. Um, um, yeah, healing type of port potions that, you know, besides working in magic, if you want to call it that, you can, you know. Actually use them as for medicinal purposes. You, to heal, heal people. You know, Absolutely. Uh, you know, for every every element under the sun, uh, modern medicine. Guess what? Got its start in herbal medicine. Right. right. Still, they're still <laughs> using know? herbal medicine. So mid, you know, midwives use. or original witches. Most of those that mm-hmm. they burned at the stake at Salem and so forth and so on. You know, during the witch trials, those people were healers and midwives and those that knew what herbals came from the land and how to use them and to manipulate them. You know, for goodness, it, it, that's why it just kills me that those witches had to be treated in that manner when right. really their job was heal. They were healers. Yeah. So let me. But uh, yes, absolutely, get, it, potions heal. Well, maybe uh, carry your library one day. Uh, you know. Oh, uh, honey, I got a ton. Because <laughs> I would love to get my hands on something like that or be able to make something like that. Uh, we got another uh, caller here. Uh, you ladies know who she is. She's Kathy. Kathy, we got Annette and Mercedes online, and I threw you in. <laughs> oh, you're evil. Uh-huh. How do I, how Hi, do I get to listen? Hello. But How's you know, your head feeling is... tonight? <laughs> it's better. It's better. Oh, good. I've been yeah. sending you vibes for, you know, peace and comfort. <laughs> well, you know what? I think a lot of it is stress. Too. And I and you know as many things going on in my life right now and the stress I just think it brings it on and then once it starts it's like a rollerball effect it just doesn't want to stop you know so yeah uh, hopefully yeah, say, that's what I'm going to say what it is let's say at this moment though let's clarify this the stress is not provided by Ed Shanahan okay uh, <laughs> provided by I love oh, that heck, <laughs> no, we, we learned to temper that 25 years ago. Yeah. No, not a, not a, no, but you know, it was, I was just listening to you a moment ago, and um, amazingly enough, when you talk about um, using, you know, the herbs and everything else like that for treating, today it's called holistic medicine, yes. and yeah. they use that all the time, yeah. and, and I can't, and I, and I'm not sure if anybody's, you know, you get a lot of things through the internet, and um, there's a new thing going around um, utilizing uh, herbs and things that you use, you know, like baking powders and things like that for poultices and all kinds of things that people are going back to nature to mm-hmm. use um, to cure things. And it was just, I was, I was fascinated. I said, really, I could do that? I had no idea, you know. But um, I, I love listening to you guys. It's fun. I'm going to strangle Ed, but that's okay. <laughs> um, ladies, I got to cut in at this moment and. Do either one of you have a watch in front of you? I have a clock. I do. Okay. Yeah. Keep an eye on it because my uh, screen froze. Okay. And I'm not touching one button, especially the debug button or send error report because then it will wipe out the whole web page, the whole website or everything. So uh, I'm not touching nothing at this moment. So if one of you ladies would just keep me posted on uh because I, I'm not even sure if the computer screen clock is working at this time. So, uh, 41 minutes. We, okay, we don't want to run over. Yeah, see, mine is frozen at 9.38, and it's so been like 21 that. minutes. Well, oh, my God, my math is bad. 21 minutes. <laughs> okay, okay. So, I would have lied and told them something else. No, no you uh, wouldn't. <laughs> it's no fun when you can't yank his chain a little bit from time to time, right? <laughs> So, Annette, are those, can some of those potions be made easily? I mean, you know, you don't have oh, to, yeah. you don't have to get claw foot, you know, this or that or 
you know. No, no. There are plenty of things that you have right in your spice cabinet that you can, you know, bundle up and make it, you know, a tea out of just with some hot water. Let it steep like a tea bag, you know, and it's ready mm-hmm. to drink or sprinkle. It depends what you're, in, you know, it depends what you're infusing. It depends what kind of herb you're using because some things are not meant to be drunk, you know, to be yeah. taken internally. Some things are meant just to rub on the skin or, you know, to absorb that way. Um, if it's for healing. So you'll want to be careful. You know, you'll want to get a book that tells you what things to use, but not difficult to get, not at all. There's a great little shop in Bridgeport right on Halstead. Have you been there or not? And, uh, I don't think so. Okay. I'm going to have to. Do know the name of it? Day, uh, I can't think of it right now, but one day I'll have to take you over there because you walk in there and they make their own potions. They got a wall. It would it looked it looks like walking into an old movie set, okay? Where oh, I love it. Yeah, where the wall is full of nothing but these ingredients and everything to make the potions. It is fantastic. Is uh, you know, I walked in there. It was like being on a movie set for you know, practical some, magic uh, or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Mercedes, have you uh, dabbled in making potions by any chance? Um, not really. I I've looked some up and I want to try some different ones, but yeah. Um, I haven't really tried any potions yet. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're great fun. <laughs> <laughs> I see you two having a project that you're gonna. Oh, I was gonna say okay, po- potion day come. <laughs> yeah, potions one oh one. Yeah, yeah. What? Annette, would you, I know this is just common sense, but wouldn't you recommend mm-hmm. people to take this slow instead of just jumping in there? And Absolutely. So many yeah. people get caught up in, you know, the sensationalism of it. You know, you get kids walking around in long black trench coats and lacy dresses, you know, and it looks really cool, but, you know, your best bet is to go about, like, you would learn anything as a craft. You know, they, they call it a craft for a reason. It's an art. And you want to take your time. You want to, you know, not make a stand religiously about it until you know every nuance about it. You know, when I first started, I guess I was about 24, 25 years old, and um, I just... What I do, I, I, I was thinking, oh, I, I, have, I want to wear a pentacle. I think I'm going to be a witch. But, you know, I waited three, four years until I felt like I, I, can, I can wear a pentacle now because I feel like I know enough and I, in my heart, feel like I am finally a witch and I can wear that on the outside. And that was really my symbol of honor, you know, not so much, oh, look at me, Mom. I want to piss you off. I'm wearing a pentacle. You know, and I think sometimes when I think getting into it at a young age is a fabulous idea because you can make more choices later on. You know, you know more religions. You can make way more informed decisions when the time comes. But I don't think you should use it as a way of being cool or a way of, you know, making someone angry, you know. So I think you should just take your time. Those of us who are grown up can totally understand what I'm saying. And to take your time and learn as much as you can learn, talk to other people of like minds, you know, see what they're doing. Maybe there's a group. Some people prefer practicing in a solitary manner. Some people really do better in a group, you know. Um, I always loved working with groups. When we when you celebrate those Sabbaths, you know, they're eight Sabbaths, um, like which is holidays, uh, eight of them a year, you really, when you do it with a group, oh, the dynamic is so much more powerful, in my opinion. So um, look for a group, you know, talk to them. If they want you to join and have come some kind of a secret ceremony in the first five minutes, kick back, wait, don't say, oh, no, thank you, I'll let you know. Because you want to make an informed decision. You don't want to just jump into something, anything. That goes for anything that's an art. So... Because if you dabble too fast, you may come up with negative results and problems, I would imagine. 
Oh, sure. Anybody who's ever read The Sorcerer's Apprentice can figure that one out. You know, you'd think, oh, well, you know, the wizard, he can do it. I'm going to give it a try, too. I found his wand, you know. And next thing you know, you're up to your eyeballs in mischief and madness, and he's got to come bail you out. So your best bet is go slow, take your time, um, think all the positive thoughts you want, try to um, put your will on, you know, anything. Do as you will as you harm none, including yourself. Harm nothing and do whatever you want. Just don't harm anything. Yeah. And you're free to go. So there's, you know, for the people who may not be understanding or who are basically negative, there's no killing of chickens or anything else in this process of this magic. Or, you know, so... Um, not in my world. No, no. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm sure that there's somebody out there who you know, cuts off the heads of chickens every day in the name of their religion, but that's not the kind of witchcraft we're talking about here. No, your 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 house is pet friendly, I gotta say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Down to the caterpillars, the tadpoles and the guinea pigs, right? <laughs> and the bats. And the bats. And the <laughs> well, as I always tell my, my, my sons, if it has wings it must be free. So the bats get to live outside and eat the bugs over the garden, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, speaking of bats, um, we were Ashmore Estates as the listener. Oh, wow, what a transition! That was good. Yeah, yeah. Good, good job. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? Ed Ed broke the bed. Keeps on coming up. So uh, <laughs> one of the one of the, I guess you could say, the most spookiest thing that night was the living. Okay. But it wasn't a human. It was, uh, we were uh, casing the top floor, I guess you could say, me and Mercedes. And out of nowhere, in the pitch black, which I would have probably jumped two, ten feet and gone through the ceiling. If exactly. it would have, yeah, if it would have flown by, flown by me. But a bat did fly by. And uh, I think that was the thing that got the biggest scream that night, if anything. Uh, <laughs> But uh, Ashmore Estates, it's, we picked up stuff. Uh, the owner confirmed what we were feeling there. And uh, what would you say? It, was, it wasn't negative. It was just kind of, um, Mercedes, what would you say? It was kind of uh, um, not a I, negative feeling. Just emotion, emotional. Very emotional. Very. Um, what I picked up was there was a lot of confusion a lot of um, uh, loneliness, I would say. Sadness. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it wasn't. It wasn't negative. It wasn't evil. It wasn't. It wasn't bad. It was just a lot of a lot of uh, anxiety. Also, that that one room upstairs. There was a lot of. I felt very anxious. Very. You know, I wanted to get out of there. I wanted. Yeah. Just I couldn't stand still, and it was just a very, very uh, overwhelming feeling. That was it was kind of crazy. And where we did the circle of energy, it was what basically we finally I had to give it up because my feet were burning so bad, and uh, so were other people's mm-hmm. in my the room. Hurt. My legs hurt from my knees all the way down to my feet. Yeah, like, and uh, we happened to find out later that. There was actually a fire in that place, so um, but it just became over overwhelming the feeling, and uh, it was a nice place to visit. And uh, one thing we did agree on: there will not be no if there's an overnighter, it will not be a constant drive there, do the overnighter, and then drive back because uh, that becomes a little dangerous. I would a say a little bit, yeah. Yeah, especially when Ed's falling asleep behind the wheel. Uh, in my new car. <laughs> in her new car and wakes everybody up in the vehicle. So uh, as we go over the things, thank God they got those things in the road. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Annette, what would you, well, you said Scott Cunningham's a good good source of reading material, right? Yeah, yeah. Um you know, just as a general rule of thumb, um, 
Oh, I'm trying to think. Silver Raven Wolf writes some good things. I mean, everybody has their opinion of authors. It just is very popular. Patricia Telesco is one of my all-time favorites. Um, she has got a thing called the Victorian Grimoire, which is like my Bible. <laughs> um, uh-huh. I'm very drawn to the Victorian time, and it's kind of witchcraft of the Victorian era. And there's and it's it's a, a book that you'll use over and over again. There's tea leaf reading and things about potions and all the sabbats are there with sample rituals so you can have an idea what to start with and how to follow it. And it's all very beautiful and light and there's poetry in there. And um, I used it so much when I first got, got started with coven work. Um, so that's fabulous. Um, I'm trying to think. Eden McCoy is popular, but, some, you know, there are people that are, you know, not fans of hers a lot in the community. Um, yeah, but Telesco, Cunningham, Ravenwolf, those are three big names that you can always count on when you're starting out. How would how would somebody, let's say, let's say my wife, me, or Mercedes were, you know, wanted to find somebody experienced, okay? And let's say you weren't in the picture, Annette, okay? Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. How would somebody be able to tell that they're getting a real deal? For, oh, that the, they they wanted to find somebody who teaches them witchcraft? Yeah. Or that, you know, what the person is teaching them isn't somebody that just picked it up maybe a year ago and, you know, gave themselves all these titles. Well, I would say this. If you find a teacher and you feel comfortable and you get a lot of positive energy from the person um, and it's not more than, oh, boy, $15, $20 a lesson, and that's kind of expensive, but don't don't pay more than that, um, then I would think that, you know, write it out. Now, instead of just using that one teacher as your only source, I would say that that probably you're doing yourself an injustice. You probably want to expand more. Read every book you can get your hands on. Oh, Starhawk, The Spiral Dance. That's a fabulous one when you're first starting. You can really understand what, you know, what witchcraft in modern times is all about. Um, hmm. But you know, your comfort level. Um, get online and see what kind of covens are in your neighborhood, uh, in your community. And go and call them, talk, email them, talk to them. Go and just say I want to come for a visit. Twenty years. But a lot of coven, or, a lot of covens are closed. Okay. And you know I, what? And they're not going to be out there saying you're right. Most of them are closed. But mm-hmm. the ones that you're going to find that are on the internet and willing to share, you know. Yeah. If they've got a phone number there, call them and ask. What's the yeah. worst thing they could say, Ed? No. <laughs> <laughs> then you ask them why not. And you know what? And, they and when they say, tell you. You, then you try to find a different avenue to approach them, you know. So. Yeah, they might say, no, we're closed, but so-and-so has open circles all the time. Oh, Rosina, for crying out loud, she does yeah. open circles all the time. Um, yeah. Ooh, I'm at a loss for her website right at this moment, but maybe we could. I, I'll get it posted on the website or something. Well, you could go to um, Sanctuary she Crystal's does. website there you and go. find it. There yep. you go. She does open a witchy wearable. Probably knows about groups also. Yeah. They, yeah. you know, they've got open rituals. Rosina does all the time. She doesn't, t- you know, she'll just put out a basket love offering just to, you know, cover her expense for her gas coming and going and for her candles or whatever little, you know, little magical items she gives you when you're there. The, you know, the charge and take with you with your magic of that particular Sabbath and. Um, now you want to call her a high priestess, would you? Because or does she have a coven? Oh, or do you I have to have a coven she, to be a high priestess. I mean, well, that. I would totally regard Rosina as a high priestess. Whether okay. she takes that title or not, she's yeah. the real deal. Um, do you have to have a coven to be to have that title? Well, let me tell you this: my opinion okay. about the title of priestess or high priestess—it's all one mm-hmm. and the same. Anyone who is in service of the goddess and to themselves in perfect love and perfect trust, is okay. a god, is a priestess or a priest. Okay. Uh, done. If, if that's your mind, you are already a priest or a priestess. Now, someone who takes the title high priestess, 
mm-hmm. most likely someone who's been in the practice in the craft for a long time mm-hmm. and can handle themselves as a teacher and most likely is one that facilitates um, some open ritual of some sort or a, runs a coven. Okay. Okay. You this know, is for curious. Us, yeah. For I, you know, I for years I was I told my people in my coven, you know, I don't know if I like that name, High Priestess. You know, it makes me sound like the big mean boss. <laughs> you know. And I, I no, you you all could run this ritual once you know enough and you memorize and you remember the parts and you can do it with your eyes closed. You are the high priestess too, or the high priest, you know. Yeah. So it's it, a lot of you know things with titles, things with names, things with labels. It's part of that. But anybody who calls himself a high priestess or a priest probably is one that has a lot of experience and has a coven. And is one that, in most cases, you should be able to look up to and respect and count on their words. And their knowledge, basically. Yeah. Well, yeah. If they're taking that name, they better come with the knowledge. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Very, very interesting. Uh, at this moment, I'd like to say what's coming up. There isn't that much coming up. Uh, for Five minutes. Yeah. Um, we have, I have July 10th which is a Thursday night at 6.30 p.m. till 9.30. Welcome to the Unexplained World, put on by the Burbank Park District. Uh, I will be there. Labs Paranormal Investigation Team will be there um, discussing stuff. They were out with us last night. Enjoyable group. I really like the guys. I really like the guys as far as uh, what I've seen in action. And uh, that'll be July 10th. As far as anything else coming up, oh, July 26th, duh. Uh, We're going to be back at the Humphrey House with Beyond the Veil. Uh, There's a couple uh, vacancies left if people are interested. It's the Haunted Senator Humphrey House in Orland Park, which is tied into Bachelors Grove Cemetery. And uh, details on a tour coming up at Bachelors Grove will be let known in the very near future, okay, which includes about four other sites. Um, so that's basically what's going on. I will not be doing any readings at, oh, my, I just went brain dead. Um, I will not be doing any public readings until September out in uh, Champs, Champs and Burbank. So uh, taking because the rest of the month is tied up those two months as far as the weekends go. Um, Mercedes, anything going on at your end? Um, not really, no. Not really, okay. Uh, we, uh, so, Annette, basically, you got anything going on on your side? Just a summer full of fun and beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And my wife's off for two weeks, so that'd be sweet. Uh, right, Kath? Oh, good. Kathy, come and lay on the beach with me and the kids. <laughs> I think she left. I hope she didn't fall asleep. Wow. Okay, she's very tired. Uh, but that, that's what's going on. Um, so, Annette, do you have any final words to say? You know, I just want to tell everybody, you know, um, follow the threefold law. What good you put out into the universe, three times good you get back. What Negative you put into the universe, three times negative you get back. Um, Do as you will, as you harm none. Take it slow. Read every book you can get your hands on. Form your own opinions. Um, I don't think there's any such thing as straight Wicca, straight Zen Buddhism, straight this, straight that. You know, pull and gather um, what you were raised with, what parts you loved about that religion. Take what new things you find that, you know, feel comfortable to you and make it your own and call yourself whatever you want or nothing at all <laughs> you know and do it for the good of being and try to evolve your soul and listeners i gotta say if you want to see pictures of both annette and mercedes they are now on the website at theunexplainedworld.com just go into the video radio section and uh you can see the two lovely ladies there and uh hopefully we'll get more pictures up there 
Uh, we had enough taken last night, didn't we? Uh, yeah, ladies? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so that was an enjoyable night. Uh, Annette, we got a minute left. Um, yeah. Might there be a chance when I want to dabble with the Black Mirror? If Mercedes interested, can Tubi explore that experience with you, or does that just one at a time work best? No, um, you know, I think it depends on what you're trying to do with it. So, yeah, two can go at it at a time, two or three, okay. as long as you're as you're having the same common goal. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I love something to think about Mercedes. So, listeners, thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, Annette, enjoy your holiday or your 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 beach. Let me put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mercedes, enjoy yourself. Uh, maybe we'll see you Saturday or Sunday or whatever day. Have a day safe holiday. Yeah. Um, thank you too. Have fun. Yeah, I'm I'm working. I'm doing readings July fourth. So I gotta uh, work too. I'll be here uh, all day. Yeah. Okay. All right, listeners. Thank you very much. Um, it's time to call it a night. No music because I don't want to press no buttons. So thank you all, and uh, we'll be back in two weeks. Our guests will be, we're working on the guests about gypsy magic. It should be interesting. Thank you all, and good night. That would be. Night.